Apple hits all the time. We're busting ours to kick yours. Fun to watch. Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. From inside of the warehouse, up on the fifth floor here in Oriole Park at Camden Yards, it is the Mass and All Access podcast. Paul Mancano and Bobby Blanco here with you. Hello, hello. To talk some Orioles baseball. We're also going to bring in Amy Jennings in a little bit. She was down at the Frederick uh, Keys Stadium covering mm-hmm. the Carolina League All-Star Game, All-Star mm-hmm. Classic, yep. if you will. Um, I won't, but if you will. Nine keys in that game. Nine keys. Nine keys named to that game. Crazy. Pretty impressive. Uh, crazy stuff. Um, and uh, we're going to keep it uh, a, a shorter episode today. We got an earlier game, afternoon game yep. for the Orioles. Yep. Travel um, day. 3.30-ish time. So uh, we will keep it quick, but let's talk about uh, those Baltimore Orioles, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough loss last night. One of uh, seven straight at mm-hmm. this point. Brandon Hyde. Did not mince words uh, last night when talking about it. He called it pretty embarrassing. Uh, the final was 16-2. Uh, to two. Um, They have had some close games on this road trip. Um, and in the past, you know, the road trip is, is very short, but in the past week or so, in the last seven games, some of them have been very close. The first game of the series was very close, that 3-2 yeah. to two loss to the A's. Um, that one was not. Yeah. And um, it, it was a, another sign of... of you know, one of those games where they were in it for most of the game, then the bullpen just imploded and they didn't have a chance. Well, it's it's the frustration is starting to boil over for Brandon yeah. Hyde. And right, I mean, like, you can't blame him. It's tough. Like like you said, and we've heard other players say, Richie Martin references, we've heard Brandon Hyde himself say this, you know, they're in most games, actually. You know, the score, the final score might not show it, yeah. but if you're watching these games the Orioles are playing, they're actually in it for the most part and Brandon Hyde said last night you know I thought it was a major league game through five innings or six innings whatever it was because it was the Orioles they were down for nothing they cut to four to two they gave two runs right back so it is frustrating I mean you can't blame them it it is it's entirely frustrating that they're beating themselves and this team is not in a position to beat themselves I mean we know this roster how this roster is constructed we know their capabilities and, and the tough opposition that are in not just their division but the rest of the league yeah it's it's going to be uphill battle from the get go for in every game for this team, and you cannot afford to beat yourself, and that's what they're doing. Like you said, bullpen. Once you get into it, you cut it to two. Great, we're right there. But then the bullpen implodes, and then next thing you know, it's sixteen yeah. to two. And, well, and it, what was frustrating last night too is when young guys make a lot of mistakes, and uh, you know whether it's uh, errors in the field or you see a young guy just come out of the bullpen and just not have it a certain day, not know how to pitch. That's one thing. The fact that Dan Straley gave up all those runs and the fact that his ERA is now up over 10. I mean, this is a veteran pitcher who, over his career, has had an ERA probably around four. I mean, he has been a solid pitcher, was last year in Miami, and was pretty much, you know, he mentioned at the beginning of the season when he got cut, he was kind of expecting almost that he might not be handed it, but he was going to get a chance to be the opening day starter for Miami. Ends up getting cut. And for whatever reason, it, it, I, I don't know whether it's injury or what, what is going on with him, but he just seems to have nothing 
remotely close to what he used to have um, yeah. over the, the entire course of his career. He does not look like the same guy, and it's not a small sample size. He's pitched in almost 15 games now, um, and it's, become, it's getting to the point, sadly, and he's a veteran guy. He's not that old, but, you know, the, this team could certainly use some guys to eat up some innings that are veterans. Yeah. It's getting to the point where you can't run him out there anymore. Yeah, yeah, and it's, again, that just adds to the frustration, guys. It's... It's it's so many different things. It's it's a lot of different things. It's it's young guys not being quite there yet, and then it's mm-hmm. a also and a mixture of veteran guys who aren't playing up to their level of expectations, and then also guys not being available. We still haven't seen Mark Trumbo yet. You know, um, Chris Davis was out for a few for for a while. Yeah. Um, luckily, Trey Mancini didn't miss too many times. But you know, it's it's like again, it's all these frustrations boiling up. I think this has been a probably the hardest week for Brandon Hyde as a manager as the Orioles manager. Obviously, the seven straight losses, but, you know, I think everyone heard and saw his quotes after Saturday's 7-2 loss to the Red Sox, you know, basically saying, we're taking inventory here. You know, we're the, we're giving these guys an opportunity, yeah. and they're not taking it. You know, yeah. they're not taking advantage of it, and, they you know, they need to start to realize what why they're here. You know, there are young guys fighting to stay in this organization. There are veterans fighting for that next contract um, or to re-sign or to get paid for their careers. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we saw Brandon Hyde get ejected Sunday afternoon. I think rightfully so, too. Though I thought I, did, I agreed with him. That was a pretty terrible call on Keon uh, Broxton getting thrown out, running yeah. down to first baseline. But nonetheless, still frustrations. And then obviously, you know, you play a close game Monday night. That's fine. I think he can live with that loss because they were in it. They fought to the end. Um, but then yet yesterday, again, you battle back, battle back. You get close enough, and then it all kind of goes away and and, and like a blink of an eye. And it's 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 got to be very trying for him right now. You know, it, it's a tough time for him as a manager, probably the coaches and the players. It is just really really hard to go through when you when you go through a stretch like this and and you continue to beat yourselves. Yeah. Um, the team is not without its bright spots. We yeah. have talked about Trey Mancini being Trey Mancini. He mm-hmm. continues to hit over 300, continues to be the hashtag vote Trey all-star candidate that yes. we all um, expected out of him. Uh, there are some other bright spots. Actually, um, Kevin Brown of the radio's broadcast um, brought this to our attention via Twitter yeah. um, about Hanser Alberto. He is a, 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 I believe the term that was used is a stat cast miracle. So he oh. is because he is hitting 311 at this point, Bobby. Yeah. And he's doing it with uh, next to no power. I mean, really, he has never been known for pow- as a power guy in his career. Only got three homers. Yeah, not hitting the ball hard pretty much at all. Um, his stat pat, his stat cast page, his eg- exit velocity is all the way down to poor. I mean, that is like a reminiscent, that's like a guy who is hitting under the Mendoza line. Yeah. Is typically that kind of a hard hit percentage is all the way down on the left. Uh, expected uh, on-base percentage is all the way down on the left. Expected slugging percentage is all the way down on the left. It is, he is defying, <laughs> he is amazingly, you talk about small ball and about guys like getting on base and, you know, that everybody thinks baseball needs more of that. Hanzo Roberto is like the ideal kind of version yeah. of that. He has, now he, he doesn't bring really any power to the plate yeah. and he doesn't walk a ton. But he just knows how to get on base. He knows where to how to hit it where they ain't. And for somebody who lacks those kind of tools, it's nice to see that he is figuring out how to carve out a role for himself on right. this team and make himself, uh, you know, 
relevant on in Major League Baseball and on a Major League roster while not having the tools to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Or even, he's not even all that fast. No. And he's an excellent bunter. I mean, I don't know if I've seen a, a non-pitcher be that good of a bunter. Yeah. Um, it just knows where to hit the ball and knows how to, to put it where they ain't. I mean, he's the kind of guy that Brandon Hyde's talking about. He's brought in here. You're given an opportunity. Make a name for yourself. Find your right. niche. What can you do? What can you help us how can you help us? How can you help us win? And, and Hans Arberto has found that. Leading off, I mean, he's hitting 370 in the leadoff spot. Yeah. When he's leading off an inning, he's hitting 382. He's, when he's leading off the game, he's hitting 438. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I can get on base. I'll put the ball. I, I'm good at putting the ball, like you said, whether or not. I can bunt the ball down the line. I can get on base. And that's kind of what, one, we haven't seen from this team in a long time. Remember, they lived and died by the long ball for so many yep. years. And then two, this is how this team is going to win. Get guys on base and get them in. Because yeah. you're not going to outslug these teams. You just don't have the power up and down your lineup like they used to. And you ha- you do have a y- speed and young talent. You know, find a way to get on base and then get in. Because it's going to be tough for you to outscore guys. I mean, obviously, many other things have to go in place for the Orioles to win. I mean, they... Yeah. Brandon Hyde, he said, we almost have to play a perfect game every night. Yeah, yeah. And not beat ourselves, and that's what they're—that's what they've been doing. But by getting on base, getting over, getting in, um, I think that's that's their formula for winning now. It's not, it hasn't happened yet, but Hans Alberto has certainly made a name for himself, and 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 at least making a step forward in that process. Yeah, and this team definitely—I I agree with you there, Bobby—and and that kind of assessment for Brandon Hyde of they need to play a pretty much flawless game. Yeah. In order. Um, they need their best guys in the bullpen lined up in order, um, and they just have not gotten anything from them recently. The bullpen has been incredibly yeah, frustrating, yeah. and that's 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 the main thing I think for me. I mean, I think obviously Alex Cobb hasn't pitched, and he's not going to pitch the rest of the season. Um, that's frustrating. Going back to guys being available or not, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the beating yourself. Um, I. I Orioles fans are frustrated. The players are frustrated. Brandon Hyde is frustrated, I'm sure. It's, you know, giving yourself an opportunity. Uh, we can, you know, it's almost like if you're going if you're going to you can lose and be in it. Yeah. Like the three like again, Monday afternoon, yeah. Monday night, 3 to 2 loss. That's a loss that you can wear cuz it's like, all right, yeah. we we stayed we gave ourselves a chance. We stayed in the game. They just got us tonight. Yeah. Last night is the hard pill to swallow is because you went down early. You fought back, gave yourself a chance, and then blew it. Yeah, and and it's embarrassing. And yeah, Brandon High called it embarrassing, and that's that's the one that's going to get under your skins because how can we we keep letting this happen to us? We keep letting the game slip away late in the late in the late innings. Yep. and now and and just, that's when you you know when people who don't cover the team. Um, or people, fans who wake up the next morning, look at the scoreboard and say, oh, 16-2, yeah. just another Orioles blowout. Right. Well, no, they were in it through the sixth. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, they, had a, they had a chance to come back and win. Yeah. That's the frustrating part. And then we're seeing Brandon Hyde boil over. Hopefully they can pull out a win this afternoon on a getaway day before yeah. going to Seattle. And before we toss over to Amy Jennings' news, I do want to uh, give a glimmer of hope to Orioles fans. This was brought to my attention. Wonderful tweet by uh, intern Brendan. This is, uh, so the Astros uh, played the Reds recently. Obviously, Michael Elias comes from the Astros. The last, the last time they, these two teams met was back in 2012, which, as you might remember, is like right in the peak of the Astros' rebuild, yep. the lean years of those rebuild, yep. that rebuild. The Astros' lineup on September 9th, 2012, 
I think it was one of those seasons where they lost 100 games. Paredes, Bogusevich, Wallace, Martinez, Dominguez, Corporon, Schaefer, Green, and Edgar Gonzalez. Do you recognize any of those names? I, will I mean, definitely not with that first name. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I do not. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. That is, and it, I think that goes to show, as for as frustrating as the day-to-day can be, um, as you see a 16-2 to loss and you see them losing seven in a row, just know that a lot of these guys on this roster might not be around for the long term. Right. And they are hopefully going to be replaced by much younger, better players. Well, I would also show that tweet to the current players right now. But like, look, people don't know who these guys are because they didn't take advantage of the opportunity that they were given in a rebuilding team. Ooh, interesting. Right? Interesting take I mean, on it. Yeah. It's like, hey, you... Brandon Hyde has said time and time, this is a golden opportunity for guys who want to either kickstart their careers or restart their careers. Yeah. Hans Alberto, Jonathan VR, you know, these guys are looking for Renato Nunez. These guys are looking to extend their careers and make a name for themselves so they can either, you know, become a part of this team's long-term future. Yep. We can debate whether that's likely or not, but still that's a, a realistic goal for them or find elsewhere a job elsewhere. Yeah. So, you know, I mean... Outside of outside of Houston, people may have forgotten those names. I would say try not to let your name be forgotten outside of Baltimore. That's a that's a good motivational tool. I'm gonna hire you as a motivational speaker. I can do that. Yeah, I, I think, think so. you could. I'm a pretty positive guy. You are a very positive yeah. guy. Look at things the other side, <laughs> bright side. Yep, Mr. Brightside. I would work on you that. You know the killer song. You, you come that? into the room by blasting Mr. Brightside, <laughs> yeah. just uh, pumping yourself up. Yeah, throwing candy like Michael Scott. Yeah, just like <laughs> out of the bag. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, grand. That's, that, <laughs> that is terrific <laughs> stuff. Um, all right. We are going to get to Amy, Amy Jennings' news. But first, take a listen to uh, a word from intern Brendan. Hey, Orioles fans. Brendan Mortensen here from the Masson All Access Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. When we're all wrapped up, be sure to head over to MassonSports.com for all of your Orioles content. This week, Rockabaco breaks down what the Orioles' plan for David Hess could be going forward, and Steve Molesky gives you all the details you need to know for Baltimore series in Oakland. Everything Orioles can be found right there on MassInSports.com. And oh yeah, hashtag vote Shred. And now making her Masson All Access podcast and Masson All Access in general debut, Amy Jennings, aka Amy, A- Amy Jennings News yes. on some platforms. Yes. Fellow Terp. That's right. Go Terps. Go Terps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We're we'll, finally we'll, outnumbered up here, We'll Paul. get intern Brendan on like here it. soon <laughs> enough, and he's going to, uh, he, he makes another cue. And also, Otto I, I, is always sh- watching sh- over. Sh- 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 yeah. sh- 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 you need a test to do it. Yeah, I've been, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> years, right yeah. yeah. So, Amy, uh, thank you for joining us. Of course. Fresh Thanks from, Amy. yeah, the, the fresh from the Carolina League All-Star Classic. Yeah. How was that? It was <laughs> awesome. It was a day full of action-packed activities. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had an autograph signing before the game up on the concourse. Um, and then they had a hitting challenge, which was interesting. They had, like, different targets out in the field. And Nick Markakis, big head, you could hit. Um, <laughs> you could bunt into a hula hoop to get some um, to get some points. And so they had three representatives from each, from the Northern Division and the Southern Division. Okay. And they combined their points. Um, and the team that won, 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 won money, the Southern Division won that. Ooh, so. that's pretty cool. How much cash money yeah. are we talking here? A couple hundred dollars. couple hundred. Yeah. Oh, right. The big bucks. It's a couple yes. nice nights at Arby's. It's so. pretty yeah. intense. Yeah. Uh, All-Star <laughs> games are always events and pretty fun, but like, especially for like a single A level All-Star game. And also in mid-June, you know, we're not 
halfway through the major league season, so pl- uh, people aren't really expecting All-Star games. Like, I feel like you have to put on more of, like, a spectacle than maybe – because get people to come here and say, hey, look, look, these these guys are good, too. These, they can play. Come join the show, join the, the event, and make it a whole day's worth of things. And luckily, the rain also held out for you guys, too. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a it's a big event for fans and especially local fans because they're the ones that can come right. out to the ballpark. Yeah. And it hasn't been in Frederick for so long, so these fans are excited. I got there at 1.30, gates opened at 3, and there were at least, like, 75 fans oh, nice. outside. Yeah. So and it was packed. And it was especially important for Frederick fans because mm-hmm. they were hosting it, one, which means the entire coaching staff was coaching it, correct? Exactly, yep. And also, they broke the record, their personal record, in terms of the number of players on that team, nine Frederick keys. Yeah, it was the most, most keys on the uh, all-star roster in 10 years. So Wow, yeah. that is crazy. So... Oh, I don't want to. We don't need to touch on every single guy, but I do want to yeah. touch on some of the standouts because, with you, when you have nine guys, they're going to impact the game, and some of them had a pretty big impact on a, on that that game last night. Right. Um, yeah. So let's start with uh, let's start with Michael Bauman. Yeah. He uh, the pitcher. Yep. He pitched uh, scoreless first mm-hmm. for the keys. Um, he said his best combination of pitches is fastball slider. I think his fastball reached ninety four, and his slider was around eighty five or eighty six yesterday. Um, but he pitched a one, two, three first. And then um, Stephen Klimek also pitched an inning in relief. Um, he walked one, but then he struck two out. And his nice. brother actually works in the Orioles organization. Really? Yeah, he works in advanced scouting. So we talked a little Ooh. bit about that. Yeah. He said they always wanted to, you know, work in baseball together, and it just so happened they got to do it. Nice. The Does, same team. So is that like the advanced scouting, is that being like – kind of like the sabermetrics division, working along with Sigma Dell. We weren't like allowed that. to talk too much about okay. what he does specifically. <laughs> right. Ooh, um, I like, like NASA. NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah j- just like that, actually. That's uh, what's what Sigma Dell brought from NASA, yeah. the yeah. secrecy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Area 51. Yeah, um, that's cool. He can s- then scout his brother and be like, hey, I hear yeah. this uh, Klimek guy is pretty good. <laughs> He's like, like, is that your, is that your brother? <laughs> no, no relation. <laughs> no, I've never, never heard <laughs> of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Michael Bauman was solid. He's uh, 23 years old. He yeah. came actually to uh, the ballpark, to Oreo Park at Camden Yards, uh, a few weeks ago. He's a big dude, too. Yeah. Um, he's like 6'4". Yeah. Um, and he's currently the 25th-ranked Orioles prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. Yeah. Um, so aside from the pitching side, who are some of the standouts in the lineup? Yeah, so Willie Yawn, um, who I'm pretty sure is, like, the most popular man in all of Frederick every time. <laughs> like, when they were signing autographs, he had his own table. Really? She was like, do I smell? Like, what's up here? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, super popular. Every time he came up to bat, you know, crowd went crazy. Um, he plays third base. He So they were the Northern Division, which is who all the keys were playing for. Yeah. Um, they were down 5 nothing going into the sixth. Had a big sixth inning, scored four runs. And um, in that inning, Willie Yan had a two-run double. So. Nice. He's a big part of that, yeah. Finished off that. And then it was um, Cole Billingsley played center field last night. Mm-hmm. He had uh, the tying single. So they played a big part in in the Northern Division comeback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, think for back to Ball- Ballman, uh, pretty cool they get to start an all-star game in your home stadium. Uh, and the solid pitching shutout inning. I'm looking through the box score. looks like all the keys that kind of got in had pretty solid outings. No one really – kind of gave, gave up any up major huge. runs and that kind of thing. We, we've talked, you know, Paul and I, you were with us in Bowie. We've talked about how, um, you know, Orioles fans think that this farm system is depleted of pitching and they want to draft pitching, pitching, pitching. But when we had Adam Pohl and Bowie 
talk on the podcast uh, just a week ago, he was like, actually, no, like there's a lot of pitching going on throughout the system and all the way down to Frederick. And, and they showed up in the All-Star game, which is pretty, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had five pitchers on this. Wow. On this All-Star roster. So I think that just shows. You yeah. Know, you have five guys who. And at the starter. Pitch well enough. Yeah, exactly. To earn a spot. And then you have one who starts the game. I think that. That shows what they have yeah. coming up in their farm system. So what do you see also from uh, the coaching staff having getting a chance? Because it's not just, you know, the manager. It's the entire coaching yeah. staff right. down there in Frederick. Right. Um, well, we, I talked a little bit to Ryan Miner after the game, and he was kind mm-hmm. of like, he said more, you know, it's about having fun and keeping these guys. It was yeah. really Jan actually was like running up and down the dugout when they were down. The Northern, Northern Division was down. He was keeping them <laughs> um, yeah, so, but it was, I think it's cool, you know, you get the opportunity to coach these guys, especially he gets an opportunity to coach these guys that he's always coaching against. Yeah. Um, so it's a completely different different environment, but it was, it's a good opportunity they got to host it. They didn't win their division, but they hosted, the, hosted right. it, so they got to, you know, coach the Northern Division. Yeah. I like the quote from Willie Jan Vin, like, because the North was down early, like right. early in the second inning too. So he was like running up and down the dugout being the greatest all-star game comeback of yeah. all time. And then they, they pulled did, it off. Yeah. I don't know if it was the greatest. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know how all-star yeah. games. I don't even yeah. know the MLB greatest comeback, but that's it's pretty cool. Sounds that, good to me. And right? it's an all-star game. It's supposed to be fun. You know, it's right, supposed to like exactly. go out and play, just kind of show your, it's, you know, if anything, it's a day to be kind of selfish, you know, like, because when you're playing with your team and in your division, in your league, you know, you're playing for your team, you want W's, uh, but you also want to, you know, groom yourself. But then in the All-Star game, you're representing your team. You want right. to play for yourself. You want to kind of show off. And yeah. that's kind of cool that he was like able to show like, hey, a little leadership and also have some fun on the side and then also pull it off. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, w- was his, did you notice he had kind of like a, because I, I mean, a lot of Orioles fans don't know these guys, obviously, having watched them and they don't less know less about their personalities and such. Right. Did Jan's personality stick out? Did oh. anybody else's and personality? Maybe I'm thinking that might be why he's so popular with Keys fans. Right. Because, I mean, he was running up and down in front of the dugout. <laughs> in between innings, they were doing, like, a little dance. What dance is it? It's like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> oh, uh, jump on. Uh, jump on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jump on. Yeah. out of the dugout doing that in between <laughs> innings. So, I think that helps. Um, yeah. You know, it helps keep the fans Kinda in it. Ease the tension. I think yeah. I think Amy was just <laughs> looking for an excuse to sing or hum yeah, on the I podcast. Yeah, I can like get up. No. <laughs> 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 I can show you now. <laughs> anyway, it looked kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> we have um, far too many musical talents. Yeah. And in this in this website. We yeah. really do. We yeah. really do. Paul's going to sing. Paul's going to sing. Intern Brendan and a cappella. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in terms of uh, the ages of these guys, a lot of them are kind of what you might expect for, you know, an all-star game because it's, you know, the, the best. And typically you are the better as you get along. Right. You, um, it is interesting because, you know, f- these guys, because of their ages, I feel like can advance through the Orioles system quickly because they're not going to be held down because of their age. So, like, Bauman, he's 23. Klimek is 25. Five. Um, that uh, David LeBron is 25. Luis Perez, who played in the game. And 24, he re- yeah. 24. He replaced Cody Sedlock. Yep. Willie Jan is 23. It feels like a lot of these guys are a little bit on the older side for high A. Right. And for a lot of them, it, it, we, I was talking to them, it's their first All-Star game, so super exciting, you know? Right, yeah. 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 So talk about Sedlock real quick. Did, did, did uh, Minor talk about him at all and the decision not to – I mean, he was named an All-Star, but he obviously didn't pitch. Yeah, um, he's they're working on his innings at Frederick. What's exactly. the, the latest I on think him? He's, I think he's set to make a start later this week, Okay, um, which is why he didn't play. Yeah. Play, so, so just kind of saving his arm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. 
Um, and uh, in terms of the atmosphere, did you get any good food? Did you get Ooh. any uh, fun yeah, fan I got some. I got some ballpark food, chicken tenders, you know, classic. Had to yeah. do that. Um, there are just a lot of kids. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, some of them, I think, got pulled out of school. Yeah, well, They're also like, school's probably out. Yeah, I think in Frederick County it is, but okay. in other like because you were said so. there are people lined up at three o'clock. I was like, it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. No, it was. <laughs> I did not expect it. I yeah. was like, oh my goodness! But yeah. that's so cool. Was it a seven o'clock game? It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's pretty impressive yeah. that they have people waiting at the door at three o'clock on right. in the middle of the week. Yeah, um, with th- with impending bad weather. Right. Um, no, the lines for like to get autographs before. I mean, not everybody could get autographs. It right. was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So. Sounds Great like atmosphere. Yeah. Awesome. Exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you for going down and covering that for us. And of giving course. Us. And uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page, Twitter page, because there is a wrap video wrap coming of that very shortly. Mass and Orioles. And uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Amy? Amy Jennings News. Amy Jennings News. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Bobby, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul, where are you? I'm at Paul Mancano. Be sure to follow us, like, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, you can find us. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you later.